Merlin was just a really good programmer. Oh, yeah. He was a hacker. Yeah. Well, you're obviously soulless, and you'll be purged from society when I rise to power and rain blood down from the skies and have a throne of skulls! Hello and welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse the Nerds Way. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics. Not least of these is going to be how the black holes work, which is something that Adam is going to talk about. The origin of uh, I actually know how to talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Uh, Well, it's not on the pad. I was trying to get you out with that one. Theoretical astrophysics and normal astrophysics and all that other fun stuff. I'm somewhat across. Oh, okay. But nonetheless, nice try, you filthy peasant. And that wasn't directed to the audience, that was directed at you. But it still counts, I'm fine with that. Number one. Acceptable. As always, the count of how many times Adam calls people a peasant. One One of these days you're going to learn your lesson. Clearly, we're not hitting you hard enough with the bamboo stick. All right, so what do we got first, Johnny? Well, let's talk about why you think that you don't want to die until 2020. Well, uh, I don't think, I know. I refuse to die until, well, approximately 2020. Now, the reason for this is simple. I have invested so much time... Energy, love, hate, all these tumultuous emotions, which I hate feeling anyway, <laughs> all towards the MCU. Right? The, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. Yes. So, you know, it all began with Iron Man, probably. And, <laughs> you know, it's going all the way up to... I think the current timeline is ending with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Whoops. Oh, wow. So, uh... I refuse to die, though, however. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, don't get me wrong. Uh, However, everything's leading up towards uh, Infinity War, Part 1 and 2. Yeah. Although I recently discovered they're changing the... uh, It's not going to be Infinity War Part 2. They're changing it completely. I have no idea why. But regardless, it's going to... uh, It looks awesome. But it's all starting... My thing I'm most excited for is Thor Ragnarok. It looks amazing. So that's the next one to come out, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's already released some parts all over the world. And by the time this podcast is released, it's probably a year old. So... (laughs) (laughs) I don't take that long to edit No, no, no. Of course not. No, no. But it will be released in Australia by the time this is out. um, Because I think it's only like a day or two oh, okay. Uh, so yeah it's actually uh, Thor is I'm not going to go into a full review or plot line if you're interested there's this magical thing called Google uh, I suggest you try it <laughs> you know that peasants thing it was actually to stop you from talking down to our listeners I'm, all the time I would never I love our listeners alright yeah. sure okay so I watched the trailer of this Thor Ragnarok it's amazing and it looks okay so the first thing I thought of was like oh okay so there's this huge I don't know, success of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're just trying to, like, they're changing the normal, quote-unquote normal well, just to, to match into that style. Just to correct you there, oh, okay. Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was a huge success. Number 2, not so much. Really? Well, I mean, yeah, like, it made a profit and everything like that, but yeah. no, like, it is nowhere near as popular as the first one. Uh. But regardless, but yes, I understand what you're saying in regards to them trying to take some of that feel, but there's a reason for that. The director of the film uh, is like a free, fun-loving guy. And all accounts of the actors on set had such a great time. 
like a literal fun. So many lines in this movie are actually improvised. Oh, really? The director's actually a character in the movie. Uh, I can't remember his <laughs> name, though. Yeah, yeah, I'll point it out when we go see it. Yeah, he's, um, like, they just had such a great time. They had such fun doing it. But okay. But the one thing I really look forward to, and I have a major crush on this woman, even more so now, uh, is uh, Lady Galadriel, also oh, known as Kate Blanchett, is her real name. Uh, Kate I'm Blanchett like- plays Lady Galadriel, and in Thor... Uh, she just looks amazing. You would not guess that this was the Lady in White, the White Witch of Lothlorien and all this type of stuff. This is uh, Hela. Uh, she is the goddess of death, and oh, wow. she looks incredible. Same. Oh, dear. Uh, funnily is- enough, just in a uh, brief little uh, ra- uh, tangent here, uh, in Norse mythology, uh, Hel, which is what Hela is based off, H-E-L, is a child of Loki. And, uh, oh. yeah, Loki and a frost giantist. I don't know how that works, but whatever. <laughs> and they do, you know, the business and Hela pops out. She becomes, you know what? I'm goddess of the underworld. Boom. Yeah, what are you going to do about that? And then they have other children, uh, Jorgamunda or whatever his name is, the giant serpent that you know, surrounds the world. And uh, Frenier, who's my favorite, the giant wolf that will devour the world. Wow, you know a lot about mythology. I love my Norse mythology. But anyway, uh, that's how Ragnarok starts by, I think, Balder getting a mistletoe spear to the chest. Wait, what is Ragnarok? What does it mean? Ragnarok is like the end of all things uh like the, oh. uh, no sorry like the end of the gods the twilight of the gods uh, in fact okay. and uh, it's uh, there's f- amazing uh, parables between uh, norse mythology because at the end of ragnarok like the uh, the lands and everything are covered with water because uh, there's different ro- sorry huge this is a huge topic so i'm not going to spend too much time on it but the, at the end of Ragnarok, the land's covered with water and everything like that. The water subside, go back to you know Niflheim or Nesotur or whatever. And he uh, then there's a forest, and two humans survive. And then you could say, like, oh, then it moves into Adam and Eve type of stuff. Or, you know, there's just, like, so many cool, like, little uh, bits and pieces. But, I mean, that stuff could have been done when Christianity was uh, prevailing within uh, Scandinavia area and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, I just find... Norse mythology is fascinating. I love Norse mythology. Yeah, so, I mean, it just reminds me of the theory of the monomyth, which is that all of the stories that we tell have these intertwined themes in them or almost to the point where everything is just saying the same thing like whether it's a story from here or there whatever different country or origin hmm. and it all is pointing to the one thing it's yeah. really interesting yeah i agree but this is not uh, npr or anything like that this is yeah, a this random is... fun podcast <laughs> cue some party music no but it's great fun. i don't have any party music to add there you sicken me to my core oh, yeah. regardless uh, so it's yes, all ragnarok. Thor ragnarok and why i refuse to die until uh 20 20 when i believe the second no the first oh maybe i should put that for another couple of years because you know i want to see infinity war part two or the avengers four as they're called mm. so but regardless i refuse to die until that happens because i put too much time and energy into watching all these mcu movies the good and the bad and it should be fantastic but then you also want to see when they relaunch the whole series after they finish up all the plot lines you i'm want sorry to- but nobody is going to be able to beat robert Downey jr as iron man and chris hemsworth as thor yeah all right those Definitely. are literally perfect actors for those roles yeah and Mm. I'm thinking about the other side, the Fox side, um, how um, Hugh Jackman is stepping down. That's like a h- tough one because he's played the Wolverine Fox, for so Wolverine, long. Wolverine, yeah, yeah. Oh, but um, <sighs> they're just going to have to do it. He's, 
I mean, he's pretty much busy all the time doing X Men movies because they throw him in every single well, one. He, I think he was in he was in all of them. Yeah, I don't, I, I, maybe there's one or two that he wasn't. Screen review Time Warp wouldn't know better than us, anyways. Yeah. But I feel I'm like fairly he certain he was in first class. But he wasn't. No, in the no, one I think that. he was in first class. I think really? they. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like as a cameo, not in a, yeah. as a role. But I'm pretty sure he has made an appearance in every single X Men film. Yeah, it must. He'd be. He'd definitely be in the most. I think. Yeah. Regardless. Anyway, but fun times. I discovered something. Really? No, not really. I just figured I'd try to add a little segue there. Um, <laughs> Wait, you can't just make up like. What did you discover, Adam? I, what did you discover? I discovered that. Um, uh, so many facts going through my head right now. Uh, nope. Uh, caterpillars uh, can secrete cocaine. No, nah, that's not true. Oh, it is. Yeah. All right, moving Next. on. <laughs> Next. Before we have to ask why you found that out. Oh, it was fun. Now, actually, this ties into another topic that we'll talk about later on today as well, surprisingly. Uh, but this is a topic you want to talk about, Jordan. Uh, it's an excellent series. Why don't you tell us about it? So, Stranger Things, it is a delightfully well-made series. I'd agree. Um, I believe it was completely funded by Netflix. Um, it's kind of their own thing. It's mm. a nice... I think it was one of the most successful kind of step up of um, online distributions in terms of actually producing something. Oh, that's cool. And the result was incredible. So uh, what's it been a year or two since it yeah, came roughly. out? Um, and it's all based off of um, Stephen King novels and... Uh, well, in, they were inspired by... Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, not based off... In, inspired by and um, Steven Spielberg movie. So that old 80s kind of like... Not just horror, but mystery and science fiction. And it oh, it's, it's great. And I feel like the cinematography is amazing. The child actors are amazing. So if you haven't seen it, it's really good and go see it. But the reason we're talking about it now... It's season two is about to come out. What were you about to say? Well, I was just going to say, uh, the, sorry, my apologies. Uh, season one of Stranger Things premiered on Netflix on the 31st of August, 2016. Oh, wow. It's only just been over a year. Yeah. Um, so as a, uh, I'm not really a, I'm not a budding director, but as a person who's interested in direction, I really like the way they've composed every shot and the lighting is fantastic and the colour corrections and art style of the film Hmm. are just really consistent. And that's one of the things I like about it the most. I personally like that it is dark and creepy as hell. It's very true. It's fantastic. Like, there was... uh, I remember watching an episode, I think it was with my mum, oddly enough, and there was a part where there was this uh, the woman with the glasses. I don't want to spoil anything in case you... But no, in fact, I will spoil it. It's been over a year now. If you haven't seen it, pause the podcast and go and watch the entire series. You won't regret it. Oh, dear. My wife won't be able to listen to this episode. Uh, oh, well, just pause it for this part. Fast forward. Anyway, um, the the thing... I can't even remember what it was called. Uh, the Demogorgon. Yeah, the Demogorgon. That's the one. They... Oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, D&D. Uh, and anyway, uh, the Demogorgon uh, took the lady with the glasses from the pool and obviously put her in the upside down. And, yeah, I was just like, that scene was pretty intense. And I'm just like, oh, this is so good. I love it. It's creepy and fantastic. I love the thought of, you know, like, parallel worlds that mirror our own, the, like, a the dark pool reflections. The in the upside, upside down. down. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. 
Or the Shadowfell, as it should actually be called. But we'll get to that in a future topic. <laughs> okay. So as a non-D&D player, all that kind of D&D reference was lost on me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of like the whole series starts off with the three young boys who are the main characters playing uh, D&D in the basement of one of the parents' house. Yep. And they all cycle there on their bicycles. So it's like a, it's like this real nostalgia fest of what it used to be like when you were young and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Except, you know, I wasn't alive back in like the 60s the, or 70s whenever this was... was the it? 80s. It was the 80s. Still, well, I just got in there with the 89. But regardless, the... This show did amazing things for D and D. Like it really popularized it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, it did make me interest. want to play it. Yeah, it brought a lot of interest to the topic, and mm. I love D and D. Like, there's a whole bunch of well, not a whole bunch anymore, but there's people out there that don't like it for uh, you know certain religious purposes, or they don't like it because you know there's pretty hectic and dark things in there at times, depending on who you're. DM is, but this isn't a talk about Dungeons and Dragons yet. This is no. a talk about Stranger Things. But no, Stranger Things definitely did uh, bring Dungeons and Dragons into the mainstream a bit. And I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Like it was like, yeah, I love it. So good. Because D and D to me has always been something that nerds play. <laughs> well, wait, this podcast is yeah, about. Nerds. I'm sorry, our, I'm our production company is called the Nerds, the nerds Way. way yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't go with that argument. You're fired. Yeah, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. All right, I'm going to be replaced by uh, uh, Siri. Bring in the next. Um, hang on, where's Siri? <gasps> oh, funnily enough, just before we uh, talk about... Apparently, if you talk to Siri at 3 a.m., stuff gets weird. Okay, let's try it. At 3 a.m. Well, oh, sorry. Hey, sorry. Oh, I meant to talk to Siri. That was an awkward pause. Sorry, uh, John's holding up Did the... Did you accidentally summon me? I... Summon? That sounds scary. Hi, Siri. I command you to summon a demogorgon. I don't understand. I command you to summon a demagog. Well, but I, I could search the web for it. <laughs> no, I'm okay. okay Thanks, Siri. I, can I come back as host now? <laughs> yeah, all right. I agree. Um, yeah, so great series. If you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. it's it's great. It gets that... I, well, I, I, like, I agree. It's fantastic. And it creates such excellent... Uh, not tension. theories. No, not tension. No, it creates like excellent uh, morals, if you will, oh. within the thing. Like the friendship, not, uh, you know, betraying yeah. one another. It's mm. so, it's refreshing to see. Like there is, uh, like you see, it's difficult to explain from my, like on my perspective. There's so many shows out there where, you know, there's always the inevitable betrayal on shows or things like that. And, but there wasn't really that on such a grand scale. Like, yeah, there was that minor type of, oh, we're not talking to, you know, each other anymore. But they rallied together again. And I just thought to myself, ah, I love it. I love it so much. And I was happy how... Uh, not happy how it ended. Actually, I love the cliffhanger ending. Well, yeah, we're the, wondering the, what's going to happen. With the out of the skin and, oh, so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. But look, the thing I love about it is... In season two, the trailer, especially the poster, like the um, the the art for the poster, it's very Cthulian. Ooh, okay. So, so like old gods coming from the sky and stuff like that. You know, like the tentacles and everything. Have you seen the poster art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Cthulian. That's like Cthulhu level stuff. H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. So good. Love it. Mm. All right. So we are excited to find out what is going to happen in that series. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so, and because you pretty much couldn't hold yourself back from talking about it uh, last segment that's over true. the top of me, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you did that well, again. Well, you know, that's what I do. Is it really, are there two hosts on this show? No, it's just, just me. one? Yeah, yeah, just Adam. A host and anyway, an assistant. As soon as you couldn't resist talking about it, the next topic we're going to talk about is the... Well, I'll let you do it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, okay. no, I was going to say, it's fine, but it is D&D, otherwise uh, properly known as Dungeons and Dragons. Now, John, I've been trying to get you to play this for quite some time, and you have always refused. So, in my mind, you're dead to me. So, Yeah, that's true. I have to hand in my nerd card now. You do, you do. So, uh, I play... Dungeons and Dragons, as you might tell, and it's fun. Uh, I'm the dungeon master of my group, uh, although I'm taking a little break at the moment, letting someone else do their campaign. Mm. Uh, what I love about this game so much is it is such an outlet for creativity. Yeah, so I came and watched one time, and that's that's kind of the thing that appeals to me the most about it, mm. is that just pure creativity. Anything can happen. Yeah. It's all in your minds, mm -hmm. the minds of the players as well as the dungeon master. It is certainly a realm completely uh, indulged in the imagination. We, like, I've created, a, like, a full world, like, continents, subcontinents, uh, geopolitical structures, all this fun stuff. I mean, I've even gone into... So, uh, in regards to Stranger Things, right, uh, the realm known as the Upside Down is from the, I think, the first or second or possibly even third edition of Dungeons & Dragons, which is a sh like a shadow reflection of the world. So, like, dark and mysterious and all this type of stuff. Now, in the current edition, it is called the Shadowfell, where there's, you know, lots of undead and vampires and all these other fun liches that want to, you know tear your bones out to create a zombie and eat your flesh. I don't know. Whatever. So pretty much the part of the game they wrote just for you. Hey, I feel like that is just for me. It's fantastic. I, I, I've been waiting to get my party into the Shadowfell for ages. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but it still hasn't happened. You may have They got to the life realm. They got to the Feywild, oh. but they didn't get to the... Oh, they sickened me. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put a path and it's like, do you want to take the path that goes down this dark corridor and, like, there's skeletons everywhere or this shiny, happy rainbow path? Yeah, but it bit them in the backside because that Good. shiny happy path uh, led to the winter court of the Feywild which oh, wow. is yeah yeah because in my world you've got the uh, the Feywild which is the sh uh, like the pro I'm sorry it's like a light reflection a uh, natural reflection of the prime material plane and a lot of these terms are probably going over our listeners heads I've already stopped listening that's fair they probably have as well but let me just continue talking and you can continue listening and possibly sleeping <laughs> let me whisper into your ear as you drift off to sleep. Anyway, so that didn't Sorry. pay off your yeah, party. Yeah, didn't pay off. They were, ended up in the Winter Court uh, and uh, talking to uh, the Queen of Winter, oh. and her name is Mab, the Queen of Air and Darkness, and she is uh, basically a demigod in her own right, and she doesn't like people, essentially. And basically they gave... Sorry, she gave them a test to fight an ancient white dragon, which they managed to defeat, and they gained her favour, essentially, for a brief period of time, and not mm. getting skinned alive and hung from the rafters. So, great fun, but uh, that's neither here nor there. One of the party did get banished back to the plane, because they were secretly a werewolf. Oh, wow. Ba -ba -bum. Plot twist. Were-bear, sorry, my bad. So I like this whole of this kind of stuff, it's like things that happen. Because I remember when you first started playing, mm. I used to ask you what happened in yeah. the game yeah. and you would describe it to me like a story and mm -hmm. it's interesting because you're talking about 
real people, like yeah, it's friends of mine, were also part of the game. And they, you would talk about them and what they did and decided to do yep. in this like crazy universe. So it's like, it's not just it's not just a computer game where everything's scripted. It's no. actually they get to they, make the decisions. They've got to make the decisions. I, I have a set uh, path of what's available, essentially, but that means literally nothing. I have yeah. I have crafted uh, adventure for these guys. Uh, and they've just completely gone around it. They've completely missed the point. <laughs> I've got clues and everything. It's like a damsel in, in distress stuck in a tower, and oh. they're just like, uh, nah, it should be fine. Yeah. No, I mean, for instance, okay, so I've, as I said, I'm taking a break uh, from uh, doing the dungeon mastering because sadly I lost my summary booklet, which oh. contains uh, a summary of all the games we've played and oh, all the hints no. that I had put in there for future play, and yeah. that kind of demotivated me. Oh, wow. So, Where is it? I don't know. Like I, I, Someone I stole it, so no, one of the players. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be any of them. No, I have a theory that when I was going over to one of my other friends' places to play their campaign, uh, it fell out of my car when I was getting my stuff out. And I feel sorry for the person who's picked that up and like read through it, because they're going to be real. Like, they're like, oh, my God, someone's put a severed head under a bed? What is going on here? Um, yeah, it's, it was actually quite funny. So, little funny story. Some might find it humorous. Others might find it grotesque and a little sad. But, yeah, whatever fence on the... Whatever side of the fence you fall on probably says a lot about your personality. So oh, wow. they've got um, one of my friends, uh, the one. I'm sorry, one of the players. His name is Larry Binkerton, and he's a gnome cleric, and he is now a gnome cleric of death after uh, swearing allegiance to the Blessed Mother of Murder, who's one of the prime deities in my world. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now I'm starting to get why some people think it's evil. <laughs> but no, she's a she's a neutral deity. In fact, like she's against people killing others. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, so. There is another person uh, in the party who, his name is Oramus. Well, I can't say his last name, but Oramus. And he, this is the character's name, and he uh, lost a brother in early on in the campaign. Uh, one of my players decided that he just, he didn't want to play. That's fine. And so uh, he died. And uh, Oram, uh, sorry, uh, Larry put a skull underneath Oramus's bed and I uh, used this spell to channel uh, being able to talk through it, essentially, as uh, Silhor, who was Oramus's brother, and uh, saying things like, Why did you leave me to die? You left me alone! <laughs> oh my so, the point of that is is uh, they've got to roll like an insight check or arcana check or whatever to try and determine if they have, like, if this is real or what have you. He rolled a natural one, and so he <laughs> believed that this was actually his brother. So he's sitting on his bed, like in the dim light, just rocking back and forth, holding this... <laughs> This skull, just like, why? <laughs> I didn't mean to leave you. It was gorgeous. It was like my favorite. I laughed so hard. It was fantastic. Um, oh, the absurdity of some of the things that can happen in that game. Oh, it's amazing. Like, they, you have no idea. One of the characters decided they were going to take a poo on a bar. Um, in, oh, wow. in, a, in a town full of cannibalistic gnomes. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, you know what the gnomes' punishment was? What? They hung him in a steel cage over a lava pit for a full day to roast him alive, to eat him, essentially. Did the other characters save him? Uh, yes, and through diplomacy, not oh, through wow. uh, other stuff. But yeah, regardless. Uh, it okay. was a, it's a brilliant, brilliant game. I highly recommend everyone out there, if, uh, just a couple of resources for those out there who want to see what it's about, there is a... Uh, 
a YouTube series, and I think another podcast now. I think they've released a podcast called Critical Role. Uh, it is a fantastic series uh, done by professional voice actors. So they've got... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Matthew Mercer, he is my god. He is amazing. He is the most creative individual on the planet, and his hair is shiny, silky, and smooth. Uh, <laughs> he does, okay. like, some amazing voices. He's so good. Mm. Uh, yeah, anyway, so Critical Role's a good one. Uh, if you're not like those are four hour long episodes sometimes oh, okay. so they are a bit intense but they're really good uh, they've got excellent story you should watch them you should play D&D unleash your inner nerd and unleash your creativity believe me you won't regret it okay so Adam I know how D&D is good for nerds but mm-hmm. I'm going to call you out on this how is D&D going to help us survive the apocalypse <laughs> All right, uh, let me think here for a second. Okay, so D&D... Wow, I got you off guard. A little. So it would be related to the apocalypse through... Okay, in D&D, it is great... Like, so when you're playing D&D, you've got to role play. All right? You have to become a different person to, you know, properly immerse yourself in the environment to have fun. Okay. So perhaps to help survive the apocalypse, you need to create a character. You need to create a persona and slip into that persona when you're going out and swinging an axe into Ooh, your loved okay. one's heads. Perhaps there's that. Uh, it could also be uh, an escape. So when the apocalypse happens and you're going back to your compound, perhaps you need to unwind. Oh, right. And that is the best escape you can have. Like this, like, it- no, do- like, uh, no joke when I say this, um, D&D and my group got me through an incredibly difficult time. It was, you know, hectic in my life at certain points. And uh, D&D was this awesome foundation in which I could throw everything else away for a few hours and just focus entirely upon being a hundred million different characters that I had to impersonate. Like, that's a cool thing about being a dungeon master. You got to, you get to do all the voices. That's good fun. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, wow. that's how you survive the apocalypse. Gee, I was going to say something simple like it helps you to uh, analyse different situations where you might be in danger and learn to strategize and Yeah, that's... A, okay. If you've ever played D&D with a group of people, there's no strategy oh, involved. Okay. It's just <laughs> See, balls to the walls, magic getting flown around, <laughs> body parts going missing. Okay, not that yeah. useful. No, uh, well, it can be. I will say, though, uh, like you said, it's a good way to unwind. But also, oh, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong... Like, obviously, there's a million different things you can get for the game, Mm -hmm. but bare bones to play it, Mm -hmm. all you need is pieces of paper and a die. Yep. uh, A few different dies or whatever. And a book. I recommend getting the player's handbook. Like, you could... um, Keep it in your apocalypse go bag. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like, you totally could. Like, if you find yourself in a group, like my group, for instance, good luck, but if you find yourself in my group, I have pretty much... The Dungeon Master's Manual, the Monster Manual, all that type of stuff. Someone memorizes it is. Oh, wow. All you need is play his handbook, and I can take care of the rest. Great. All right. Good answer. Um, uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, I should have done that for uh, Stranger Things 2 on your subject. Oh, whatever. it's too late. It's like, you know, as soon as the round goes on oh, to the next yeah, one, indeed. you can't get me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, so this one is an interesting one that John's going to discuss. I have heard of this once before, uh, or maybe several times before, but that could be why. This topic... Yeah, if you could put some scary music right now. I don't know if I have something. We'll, we'll you can find, find out. Let's try it again. Ready? Scary music... No, no, no. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> okay. So scary music right now. Deep within the web. 
there lies a code that, if discovered, will awaken your mind. It is the situational hypothesis. Dude, you messed that up. It's the simulation hypothesis. I said the simulation hypothesis, didn't I? No, you said the situational. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Maybe I heard it wrong. Maybe you did. No, that's all right. So, the simulation hypothesis. If you've not heard of it like Adam has... I have heard of it. You've heard of it. But maybe there's people out there that aren't nerds and read about every... Possible uh, reality bending simulation. Uh, I just need to have. I just need to have power over reality to enslave mankind. Okay, all right. I'm not worried about that in the least. You're so <laughs> the simulation hypothesis. If I could get in word in edgewise in this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, oh, if you want to hear, go on. All right, we're renaming this to the Adam Podcast. Surviving the apocalypse with Adam. Surviving the apocalypse. <laughs> Adam's way. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay, so the simulation hypothesis. It's a really interesting one. If you've seen uh, The Matrix or even Inception, like these kind of movies, um, you've probably heard of it. It's basically the idea that the world that we're living in is not real. It's... No. It's an example. It's maybe it's run by computers or we're all inside the uh, fevered dream of someone and we're not real. Mm-hmm. And our consciousness is a mere illusion. Fair now, enough. okay, so this is boring. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we might be all in a simulation, right? But as if, right? It feels real, right? Hang on. Can I pinch you? Yeah, yeah. Now that doesn't... It, it doesn't get any reaction out of Adam. Pain is my friend. <laughs> ah! Okay. Uh, Did you feel that? Ooh, that was painful. That was a peck grab. <laughs> okay, okay. So now I'm fully convinced that this, this is real. Okay. Because if it was a simulation... But who's to say you can't simulate pain? Yeah, but surely they wouldn't. They just leave it out because it's not fun. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not saying pain is great, but pain does teach you things. I guess in computer games you can still die and get hurt and stuff, so it it grounds you. Anyway, so anyway, uh, maybe you don't think that you are living in a simulation. So that's what I want to talk about today. There's a way to mathematically not prove it, but almost prove that we are in a simulation. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go for it. Now, this would be a lot better if you'd watched the episode of uh, Doctor Who that is in the next series, because it really changes everything. But I can't spoil it for you, and so I won't spoil it for the audience either. But everyone, go watch series 10. Yes. Uh, 9? 10. Uh, Uh, 10. All right. Mm, Maybe. Mm. So the way... Mm-hmm. It's not a proof, but basically there's three different uh, possibilities. Because if you think about it, the way technology is advancing at the moment, mm-hmm. we're exponential. creating... Yeah, it's exponential. Mm-hmm. We're creating computers that go all the way down to a quantum level and can process and simulate basically anything. In 10 years' time, it's not unreasonable to expect that we'd have some kind of virtual reality that's a lot better than the VR goggles that we have now that might feel a bit more real. But then extrapolate that out into a thousand years from now, Mm -hmm. assuming that we... Survive. Survive the apocalypse. That's if we surprise... Surprise, yes. That's if we survive the glorious supreme leader Kim Jong-un's tyrannical crusade against everyone. Excuse me, we can't make this podcast political. It's not political. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Yeah, everyone... Everybody everybody doesn't matter. No. North Korea's... 
stuff is literally fair game, I think. Yeah, well, it's a, it's an easy target because apparently they can't download our podcast. Exactly. So, yeah, we're fine. Oh, dear. Okay. Anyway, so political uh, dramas aside... Um, where was that? You, Sorry. <laughs> I just derailed uh, Surviving the apocalypse Adam's way. Um, there's three ways because mm-hmm. the rate technology is increasing. A thousand years from now, there might be simulations that are completely um, indeterminable. Is that a word? I don't know. Basically, you can't even tell the difference between reality and the simulation. So... If you think about that, throughout the whole of human history, there's a point where we invent simulations that are 100% real. Mm. It's more likely, just if you, like, let's say you throw a dice, what's the chance that you'll hit one compared to any of the other numbers? Because history just keeps going on forever into the future, right? Technology, let's say the year 3000, we invent this technology that is perfect simulations. Then, any point after that point, it, we are just logged into the simulation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if anyone's explaining this well, but just imagine that when you're born, you roll a die and you could be born at any time from 0 BC to 1,000 AD, 100,000 AD, whatever. I'm not helping you with this at all because this, <laughs> you, uh, you're right. This has become Adam's way. Yeah. So I'll just let you talk now. Oh, okay, okay. See, now, now <laughs> what have I done? I've put my... <laughs> yeah, I've trapped myself. Okay, so because of that, it's more likely that we arrive after the simulation is good enough that it would feel real. Mm-hmm. And they might be simulated in the year 2000 because mm-hmm. that was the glory days. It's like, oh, nostalgia. People fun. in the 2000s Pokemon. had so much fun. Yeah, like Pokemon was invented back then. Mm-hmm. So there's three possible options when it comes to the simulation hypothesis. Are you ready to hear them, Adam? Go for it. One of the uh, likely solutions to this uh, simulation hypothesis is that the fraction of human-level civilizations that reach a post-human stage, that is, one capable of running high-fidelity ancestor simulations, which is what we call nostalgia for the 2000s, mm-hmm. blah, 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 is very close to zero. So that means that perhaps the world ends before we manage to get there. Or, um, how do I put this? So there's not a very long period of time, mm-hmm. um, or there's not a very large amount of people that ever make it to that stage. Or the fraction of post-human civilizations that are interested in running ancestor simulations is very close to zero. Mm. Well, if, when you you said it before, when you know more people are going to be born nowadays, if we're talking about a simulation here because the simulation feels real. All right? Now, what happens if back in, you know, BC times that, you know, there was the high prevalence and even in medieval times as well with wild gods, but in those type of times, BC, you've got such a high rate of gods, you know, people being sacrificed to other top temples and ziggurats and all this fun stuff. Now, what if, because the simulation was still being developed to a certain extent, there were glitches in the system (laughs) that made people, you know, giant faces appear in the sky or these things to, you know, people thought, oh, there you go, I've just blown this thing 
water. And it's the same thing with like magic. People found glitches yeah. that have now been patched. Mm-hmm. Merlin oh, was goodness. just a really good programmer. Oh yeah, he was a hacker. Yeah. Um, that's going to the start of the episode. <laughs> And then the third option is the fraction of all people with our kinds of experience that are living in a simulation is very close to one. So that's the simulation hypothesis itself, okay. is that it's more likely that we'll end up being someone plugged into a simulation mm-hmm. because more of human history is after the simulations exist. Well, they talk about this in... Well, not talk about it. They show it in... as an old Star Trek episode. Sorry. My apologies. There was an old Stargate episode, probably Star Trek as well. Oh my goodness, you can't say that. You I, can't get those wrong. No, I can't. But Stargate, I love Stargate so much. It's so good. Uh, Stargate SG-1, where they plugged them... The world was irradiated. So they plugged themselves into these stasis pods where they could review each other's dreams and go through each other's memories. And it's similar type of thing, but they were aware that they were in a simulation so they could alter their environments and travel between each other's minds. So that this is cool. Inception. Why did he steal the idea from? Oh, wow. Yeah, except Inception's like done really well. Oh, okay. Uh, graphically wise. Oh, so good. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you're amazing. Anyway, so yes, uh, keep talking, John. Why you can't? Wait, <laughs> I was drinking water. Did you do that deliberately? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. oh so good. So yes, uh, I think the. <clears throat> my apologies. I think this situational. Sorry, rather. See, now you've got situational stuck in my head. Thank you. <laughs> that was you that said oh, I'm gonna... simulation hypothesis. The simulation hypothesis does hold some interesting merits. But what I'd like to know is how can I, as an individual, with this knowledge, how does this benefit me? Is it just because it's self-awareness? Now, we had this discussion before. Is ignorance indeed bliss? Or does knowledge give you the chance for evil? I have no idea. Okay, so brilliant. So how does this help us survive the apocalypse, John? Well, if we extend it further, mm-hmm. simulation hypothesis, maybe someone invented this reality. Like I said, oh, it'll take a thousand years for people to create virtual reality that's realistic enough to look real. But it's a thousand years fast, so just to say it's not an hour for the you know, this programmer god who is running the simulation yeah or even more maybe what we're seeing right now is a dodgy bad graphics thing running on like an old laptop but someone has Mm -hmm. and the real reality that none of us have seen is so incredibly detailed and maybe things like when you have an eye problem and you can't see, mm. maybe that's just because it's running out of processing power to be able what to run at full with resolution. Like, like, and I'm not making light of the situation, but once again, delving into different theories on this. What if people like schizophrenia, for instance, uh, or delusional type of psychosis, where they have these really intense, frightening hallucinations, they could be saying things that are beyond our reality or comprehension. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen some of the drawings done by, like, people suffering from schizophrenia? No, I haven't. They are quite frightening. Mm, That's I imagine so. like Cthulian-level H.P. Lovecraft, uh, a, not Edgar Allan Poe, but really warped, twisted kind of strange things. See, this is the kind of stuff you like d- delving into. Yeah, personally, because it's, it's creepy. Like, that type of stuff is really interesting, especially when it comes to the mind. It's fascinating. So... Your theory on this being able to help us survive the apocalypse is... Well, I didn't think of this beforehand. (laughs) I probably should have. 
Well, in one thing, it can it may depending on how you feel about the situation, mm-hmm. it's either going to increase the level of fear or decrease it. So my hope is that it decreases it. Fair enough. If we're all in a simulation, it could end at any time. And like the world ends, everything blows up. It's like. You log out and you go, oh, that was fun. That game is over now. Let's do a new one. And so then you, you just saying, load in the next one. Interesting. So you're saying, okay, interesting thought. Each person alive, are they the, like plugged into their own system? Or is it just a, we're just a computer program? What does this say? I I don't know. Okay. Cuz imagine if it is a single player game, it's funny to think that I'm like a the real me that's yeah. in reality right now would have chosen this exact thing where I'm just I'm not a You've rich, discovered this successful and you're talking person. Yeah. And it's You've played it on hard mode. Well, no. Yeah, no, 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 you really haven't. You've played it on like medium to oh, easy. Yeah, yeah cuz yeah. I'm not in poverty. You're not, yeah, you're not yeah, in I think I played it on like Somalia, you know, getting your hand chopped off. So, yeah. Or maybe Maybe I am gonna get this big break and be successful and live a life of luxury at the end, and then maybe makes it this more podcast satisfying. becomes amazing yeah. and the production value goes through the roof. And hey, it, what are you saying? That it's not already <laughs> amazing? Come on. The uh, interesting theory. I like it. Uh, I don't believe it because was it? I think therefore I am. Mm. Where uh, I can't remember who said it, but uh, I really should probably. But I think therefore I am is the like. Benchline for sentience. Fun fact: Apparently, the full uh, quote is, "I doubt, therefore I think, therefore I am." Oh, okay. Do you know who says it? So that way, I don't have to look it up. Dude, I thought it was Douglas Adams or something. But I think, you're I right. think he did. He just reuse it. Let's look it up now. I'm looking it up right Wait. now. It's fine. Who um, said, "I think, therefore I am"? Well, it's not. It's Latin, so I don't think it was. Um... Interesting question, John. What Siri? That is not helpful. How wow. did you go finding it out? Uh, yeah, I've got it. Uh, uh, Cogitio ergo sum is a Latin philosophical question posed by René Des something uh, Descartes. There you go. So that's. So was I right about the doubt thing? No. Ah, oh, it wasn't in there. But Douglas Adam probably expanded upon it. It is literally, I think, therefore I am. But, hold on, I think, therefore I am. Whatever. Anyway, regardless, it's an um, interesting interesting little thing. But, I mean, harkening back to last week's episode, when we were talking about iRobot, if you recall about that. Now, we do have to make a redaction. Oh, sorry, uh, a redaction. Uh, basically, a correction here. Really? Yes. Uh, our good friend uh, and host of Screen Review Time Warp, Tyson, uh, was listening in. And he screamed and punched the steering wheel and smashed a window. Uh, We made an error uh, when we said a series of books uh, published by Isaac Asimov. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that's not right. It's one book. It's uh, uh, yes, essentially. It's not just one book. I think it's a uh, uh, a series of short stories and then collected into one or something. Don't make it wrong again. Oh no, I said I would. I said I would because he was not happy. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to stick with that Uh, a series of short stories. Come on, uh, and it talks about um, a fluffy bunny, and it was fantastic. But yes, uh, so Tyson, there's your correction i hope you're happy and i love you lots oh wow we really went off track there simulation helps you but survive if, the apocalypse okay no there's an interesting little plot there so if you were <laughs> well just fine put this out <laughs> but no if this was a simulation 
that means me going off topic then was a computer scripted program. Oh my word! Where I had to go off topic. This is too meta. We I don't have free will. Oh, and we've lost free will. Oh mm-hmm. man! Let's talk about free will in the next episode, or no. will we? Oh, we better not because now it's yeah, now set in stone. Oh man! So next we have. We have a new segment here on the show, and believe me, this is going to be the uh, crowd favorite. Everyone's going to love this. Section. This was pr- it was very random how this came about. So basically, John and I just do this podcast so that way we can meet up beforehand and go out to dinner. Yeah, I think so. Oh, let's face it. So we were out to dinner and uh, delicious meal. You've probably heard us like take short breaths here and there because uh, you yeah, know, we've got the I had, like, hydrate yeah. overload. <laughs> I had like a ton of chili and everything. I'm just like, oh god, I'm going to die. So we had a lovely meal and we went to pay and there's this awesome server and we're chatting uh, to her and she's like, oh, what have you got planned for tonight? And it was very uh, kind of awkward during the meal because at times like we were sitting close and we're talking about uh, you know the podcast and everything like that and at one stage we decided we we're going to play Thumb Wars because we were waiting for dinner and there was nothing else to do so we're in the middle we're like holding hands in the centre about to play Thumb Wars and one of the different server lady comes up and she's like looking at us like oh isn't that sweet oh two lovely young men I'm just like yeah, we're just playing Thumb Wars, okay? We're adult men, we're playing Thumb Wars, is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty weird. Yeah, it is, but it was fun. Anyway, so we went up to pay, and there was this lovely lady. Uh, her name is um, Lia- Lana. Lana, I believe it was. Uh, Lana? Was it Lan- La- Lane? Lane? Oh my goodness, how have we forgotten? No, no, so I think sorry. it's Lane. Lane. I think it's Lane. Lane. Yes, that sounds about right. Because I've got L-A-A-N-A. But we'll see how we go. Anyway, so we're talking to uh, uh, Lene. And we said to her, oh, yeah, so we're doing this podcast. And it's fun. It's crazy. It's called, you know, Surviving the Apocalypse the Nerds Way. And just as a random thing, I said, oh, what would you like us to talk about today? What is a topic you would like to hear spoken about on our podcast? And she said... Well, she said... What about if, in the future, instead of just having your um, Zomato or your Urban Spoon or your, um, what do they call it? Yelp. 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 Um, So there's all these um, websites that exist where you can rate restaurants and say, oh, the service was like this, the food was like that. What about if we flip it on its head and we have the servers can rate the people at the restaurant? So it's like a reverse Uber yeah, well, even in Uber, I don't know if you know this, but you rate the, you rate the, uh, what's the beeping? Um, you, on Uber, you rate the driver, and then the driver also can rate you, but you can't see the rating that you're given. Anyway, so, I mean, it's not unreasonable. There's a precedent. Maybe in the future, mm-hmm. the, um, well, were you timing that? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So... But what I found most interesting about this interaction in, is I was like, when she suggested, oh, I mean, servers should be able to rate the customers. They should. I think I they'd asked, be fun. Yeah. I asked her, uh, so how are we rating? And she, like, shrugged a little. Yeah, she just shrugged a little. But it, that wasn't in reference to us. <laughs> oh, man, I think we're in trouble. I think I she's going to give us one star. Oh, we can't go back there. But oh, no, no. It, I, I like the idea because... 
people are so entitled nowadays. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, like, I can't believe you put a tiny bit extra cheese. Yeah. And I was like... I was, oh man. Because like, today I, I didn't want bacon, I wanted cheese, uh, no, I wanted chicken, chicken on my on pizza. pizza. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was too scared to order it because I was like, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. And, but yeah. she was totally cool about yeah. it. I just don't want to come across as one of those people oh my goodness you have to do everything I don't think you could really present yourself that way even if you if you got a face tattoo that's (laughs) like just covered in profanities people would still see you as the innocent puppy you are. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I just can't change it. It's part no, of who I am. That is, and it's good. So, the the server was just awesome. She was great. And, you know, I like to bring a bit of fun into, you know, the service environment for these people. So, often I'll go through drive throughs as oh, we do okay. on my home. <laughs> and I've had lots of experiences of this. It's fun. And they, depending on the person you get, they'll mostly <laughs> enjoy it. So, it didn't work too well this time. But like one of the last times we did it, uh, we're going in and I put on a very thick, heavy British accent. And I'm like, British old man. Yeah, Brit- it's my favorite accent of yours. Hey, oh boy, I must uh, say, come close. I'd like to order a whopper and a quarter pounder if you'd be so kind. Yes, indeed. <laughs> For the queen. So, you <laughs> that know. is literally how he ordered it this time. Yeah. So he, he orders it at the... Um, intercom. At the intercom. And then we drive forward and we get to the next window. I think it was the next window. Mm. And literally... Literally, people had started coming in around and, like, yeah. looking and laughing. And but see. it wasn't, a, like, I went on a bit of a rant when I was talking about it, so they had time to do it. It wasn't yeah. just a, like, a quarter pound, please, yes, <laughs> or anything like that. It was a bit more in-depth, like, well, yes, and queen, and I'm going to get a couple of sugars and that, it would be so kind. <laughs> so all that fun stuff. And, and But this was, a, this must have been late, like, midnight or something. I think it was a bit late. It wasn't during peak hour. I wouldn't do that type of stuff in peak hour. So it was good. I think it brightened up their night. Like yeah. late shift Maccas, it's not. And that type of stuff is, I think, what should. Like, people should do a bit more. These people are working to serve you. They might mm. not be having the best night. Cut them a bit of slack, you know? What's it cost you? Patience is a virtue. And I reckon they would have rated you six stars that day. <gasps> Out of 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for that, Liana, for uh, that topic. And I'm pretty sure that's no, it wasn't not Liana. No, um, Lana. I'm going to say Lana, just for the sake of it, and I apologize so much if I got that incorrect. Uh, yes, please comment on our Facebook page if you end up listening or, to this and or, correct our pronunciation. Yeah, on Twitter, it actually has been a little while of research and stuff in between the yeah. dinner and recording. So. Yeah. Sorry! <laughs> We're definitely going to get As you say, oh boy, that I apologize for this uh, preposterous type of nonsense, and uh, I'll have the boy whipped. <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> oh my goodness, that was dramatic. <laughs> so, now for our favorite segment of the podcast. Sit back, relax, because you're about to be inundated with delicious, delicious tunes. Uh, our latest tune is uh, for today a returning artist for his uh, new single that was released last Saturday well this is from when we recorded so whenever John puts this episode out uh, John what's the name of the episode the you mean the song the, the, name song. Of the song okay the song <laughs> is awaken from dark slumber uh, it sounds really ominous it's, and I love it already. it sounds like this song was written exactly for you indeed and I, it probably was Frankie I love you and uh, listen to uh, go to SoundCloud Frank Echo uh, he's got his new single out he's got some awesome stuff on his SoundCloud listen love it enjoy <laughs> 
was Frank Echo's new single, Awaken from Dark Slumber. Sexy. I really like how he's experimenting with halftime now. Um, it's, it really gets that new, uh, that new kind of uh, pop kind of sound that people are always trying to listen to. Instead of the old days where every song was like full tempo, crazy fast, it's now slowing down and mm. gives you more of a chance to experience the song. It's good. I liked. Was it, I don't know what. It sounded like a string instrument. Uh, instrument about halfway through, or maybe piano. I have no idea. Yes, yeah. I just like that. I like when with these type of heavy electronic type of music, uh, these type of songs, and you have just a single instrument that stands out, and it, I just it, it brings out emotion in me. It's very evocative. It's lovely. Yeah. It's so really uh, thank you for that, uh, Frank Echo. Love it. Check it out. Live it. Love it. Boom. 
I like how we've gone full circle. We've already run out of... Uh, Artist. Artist. Hey. <laughs> oh my goodness, I just inhaled something. Oh. <laughs> it's a spore, it's a sentient plant. It's trying to get a... Oh, trying to spread. It's okay, sorry. Um, that's a throwback, isn't it? Um, a sentient plant. Go back and listen to episode two or one or something. One or something, because crazy sentient plant. But yes, uh, uh, wow, what... Sorry, what was that? Uh, oh, yes. If you're an artist that listens to the podcast and wants to have their music plugged, please contact us and let us know. And I must say, I love some of the artists we've had on our show. Oh. Like uh, Josh Blackwell. Mm. Uh, his, uh, was it The Voice of a Nomad, the mm-hmm. album? Yeah, that was The Wayward Daughter. Yeah, the way, yeah but like amazing melodies in there. And I have to say, like my personal favourite thus far has been uh, Dazed by Justin McLean last uh, on episode Dazed six. Dazed McLean, yeah, last episode. Oh, it's, I've listened to that so many times now. It's fantastic. It's a really good if song. If you haven't heard it, go back, listen to it. It is great. While we were eating dinner, Adam proposed this interesting hypothesis to me. Don't worry, nothing about simulating the world and confusing everyone. It's it's much simpler. Now, basically, I think... Why don't you explain it? Okay. The world is going through a crisis currently. It is separated. And there's controversy surrounding identity and how one identifies one's self. So... Be it through gender, race, whatever. You know what? I've got the perfect solution. And it is off pop culture. Everybody loves it. And if you don't, well, you're obviously soulless and you'll be purged from society when I rise to power and rain blood down from the skies and have a throne of skulls! Or alternatively... Um, yeah, that counts as a peasant <laughs> thing because you uh, called what? everyone. Oh, Alright, fair enough. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> and also you blasted out everyone's ears. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. So, easiest way to erase these identity problems is... We identify each other from our Hogwarts house. Oh, wow. Yep, indeed. I think you've just solved all political problems in one hey, fell you swoop. Know what? There's not going to be problems in the Middle East because, hey, they're going to be separated into houses. There may be house wars, but that's going to be on a smaller scale, I can assure you. Um, <laughs> oh, great. So now we're going to have four factions that fight to the death. I have Except solved... Except for Hufflepuff because they wouldn't lift they, a finger against hey, They just want to eat. They're fine. Hufflepuffs are awesome. I'm not a Hufflepuff. Uh, so, John, what house are you? Now, I I didn't actually know this. You had to, so ask, you had to ask your wife. I sent a message to my wife because she did the Pottermore <laughs> quiz. Like, she asked me the questions and she ticked the boxes, etc. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I am a Ravenclaw. I think that's, I, su- that's definitely suited. Yeah, you're an intellectual. Uh, you are... You're you're in the realm of the mind. I think I always thought that I'd be Gryffindor, but I think someone pointed out that Gryffindors are willing to break the rules to, to get stuff done for the greater good. They're chaotic for the greater good, right? But I'm more. I'm too. I, I like do things. Ha- yeah, lawful, mm-hmm. right? D and D stuff. Anyway, boom. Um, <laughs> I love it. So I want to make it's make things do things the right way as well as doing the right thing and mm-hmm. that's why I end up in Ravenclaw instead that's fair so I don't think anyone needs to question if you've read Harry Potter you know which house Adam you know is in. which house I'm in you know it Slytherin the pure blood house there wasn't a bad wizard that didn't come from Slytherin yes except a lot of the good wizards also came from Slytherin so for ah. instance Merlin 
Creator, oh, really? yeah, yeah. Uh, creator, oh, sorry, was from Slytherin, and that's the order of the Merlin. The Wait, so Salazar comes before Merlin? Yeah, Salazar. Uh, Slytherin. See, I don't know anything about Harry. Uh, there's notable wizards that come from Slytherin. Thank you very much, kind oh, sir. And well, I, uh, Harry Potter was supposed to go in Slytherin. Yeah, well, it came down to a choice. It's uh, Slytherin is meant to be cunning. It's intelligence. Mm. It's all right. It's, so it's not just evil. No, it's not just evil. That's what I immediately turned to. I was like, Adam, yep, definitely evil. Yeah. Slytherin. <laughs> It's there. I'm not evil. Drain blood down from the skies and have a throne of skulls! No, I'm evil. That's fair. What about the other ones, like the French one and the... The English. Oh, the, sorry, the English. The, um... Because Harry Potter is in English. The, um, uh, you're talking about uh, the Beau Batten Academy. Yeah. And... Uh, I'll be impressed if Dernstrom. you can... Yeah. Well, well done. Wow. That wow. is incredible. Uh, but however, there's actually American... Uh, the oh. li- oh, the I can I can't Livermore Livermore or something like that. Okay, and they've got uh, houses as well, which is quite good. Okay, I so maybe we'll have more houses than just four. But let's just go over the English ones. Let's just go the, the best. English one. That's original, the baseline. Original flavor chips are the most delicious, mm, and the original salt. houses are the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. Let us know what you are in the comments below, so that way I can mock you relentlessly. Unless you're a Slytherin, in which case I'll add you as a friend. <laughs> um, I think I will tie that back to the apocalypse and that is you mm-hmm. have somehow prevented the apocalypse and they always say prevention is better than cure so well done Em Call we me. can yep. now close off the podcast we did Thank it guys you. we, we saved it that's it this Woo! is the last episode Woo! episode <laughs> until plot twist there's going to be a cliffhanger at the end of this episode and you have to come back and watch the next season Listen to the next season. We have uh, oh, audio. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot we're not a dramatic. Audio medium, yeah. Uh, apocalypse TV show. <sighs> but yes, so Harry Potter, houses, love it. Please edit those noises. <laughs> Let's call it. Okay. We are over time. It's past my bedtime. That's fair. That's fair. I'm a night owl regardless. But uh, it was fun. Thank you for hosting once again, John. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah. We hope you enjoyed the sound quality this time. We hope it is more soothing to your ears or we, mm-hmm. to your car speakers or whatever you're listening to this on. Maybe you're listening on an old gramophone, in which case, how did you manage to convert it to That's a... That's impressive. Uh, yeah, like to a If you've disc. done that, I think you're my new god. That would be impressive. Okay, well. Oh my. But yes, so we've got new microphones. We hope you enjoyed a lot. If it's a little bit worse, we'll talk that up to... Probably we're just not used to them yet. So no, we're trying yeah, to, let's we're go still that. learning how to podcast. But hopefully in the next episodes we'll have a lot better sound <laughs> instead of it sounding like we're literally talking in a bathroom or something well, like the first episode like sounded. I'm loving these two microphones because of two reasons. A, I'm not close enough to make out with you. Yeah, that's You're not in my good. personal space, which mm. is fantastic because, yeah. you know, if someone walked in at the wrong time, they'd get the wrong idea. Much like the thumb war waitress, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So we're just talking about it. Adam loses his microphone. What can I say? I'm a flamboyant type of person that likes to move his hands around a lot. But yes, uh, anyway, regardless, it was a pleasure talking with you this evening. I, thought that, that I think you forgot the, no, the last fine. reason why the microphone uh, was good. Well, the last reason the microphone is good is you know, basic sound quality. It's, it, it will become better. Because I, th- I thought you were going to say that you enjoy whenever I turn around to look at the computer and adjust the sound, you immediately just I do have scream a tr- into the microphone to 
scare me to death. It does work, I must admit. Ouch, my poor ears. So the next episode, if I've edited it so it's really loud, what that is is because Adam's uh, destroyed my hearing ability, <laughs> and so I keep turning the volume up during editing to compensate. It was fun. So thank you very much for tuning in and listening tonight mm. or today, whenever you're listening. It has been a pleasure serenading your eardrums with this wonderful podcast. If you want any questions answered or have any queries, comments, or hate mail, please send it to thenerdsway at gmail.com or tweet us at the nerdsway sorry nerdsway is it the or uh, the nerdsway the, it is underscore the nerdsway pod. underscore the nerdsway underscore pod at twitter and guess what? We now have a Facebook official URL. Oh, we do are we? now popular oh my goodness. enough. I didn't know that. It is incredible. Are you ready for this? I am. I'm just getting it up because I have forgotten. <laughs> okay, let's see. Nerds where... And while he does this, Surviving I shall pocket. sing to you. Don't sing that. Too bad. I can't order you that. So it's facebook.com slash the nerds where. There you go. So Facebook forward slash the nerds way. Check us out. Like us, love us, do whatever you need to to bring that sweet, sweet embrace of longing to your heart, whatever. And it'll be fantastic. And yeah. John, you want to do the sign off? Because I I refuse to do it now. Until next time, don't forget to keep your go bag ready, Uh, packed with books, uh, DVDs, uh, and a D&D player's guide. And don't forget to download all episodes of our podcast onto your MP3 player, just in case you get some spare moments and you need some advice in the apocalypse. You can listen to hours and hours of our rambling and get a tiny little bit of tidbit of wisdom. A little bit of knowledge. It's fantastic. So I'll sing us out if you don't mind. Yes, I do mind. Love and marriage, love and marriage. It goes together like a horse and and carriage. Bad was told by mother. (laughs) You can't have one without the other. End. Okay, I was wrong. That was definitely a good way to end the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Oh, great. Love it. Thank you for listening. If you wish to get in contact with us, please see to the others. never do the intro. Well, congratulations, you're moving up in the leagues. I've promoted you to intro expert now. Hello and welcome to... No, try again! Oh, come (laughs) on! (laughs) And welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse. God, save the sovereignty! (laughs) That was loud! That was so loud. Oh my gosh. Thank you, hey, oh boy, that I apologize for this uh, preposterous type of nonsense, and uh, I'll have the boy whipped. <laughs> ah, yeah.